Welcome to another episode of the Personal Branding for Photographers podcast. My name is Maurice Nager and I'm a photographer, speaker and the author of the book Personal Branding for Photographers. This podcast is all about learning how to improve your personal brand as a photographer. Thank you for listening today and let's dive in. Welcome to season two of the Personal Branding for Photographers podcast. And today we got Levi Sim, who is the best looking photographer who wears a hat, <laughs> which is like, oh my God, like, like, like we, we just talked uh, just before we started the recording. I was like, we met at, we met like, at like, I don't know, a dozen trade shows. And whenever I want to find Levi, I got to look for a nice looking hat and He's right there. So, so, so beyond the hat, Levi, just introduce yourself real quick. You bet. I, I am an old-time fedora wearer, for sure. Uh, and I've, I've been a full-time photographer for 12 years, and uh, I, I love it. I love to make pictures with people, and I love to make pictures that help people grow their business, and I love to make pictures that look pretty, and um, and I love, I love to also help other photographers well generally i like i like helping people and i like to help other photographers grow in their work and business as well and uh geez i don't know i'm i'm a full-time photographer at utah state university now for the last year and a half so i, I make all the marketing pictures and all the headshots and everything for utah state university and i've actually got 30 campuses that we cover here so i i travel all over utah photographing people and places um, for the school and in addition to maintaining a few of my longtime clients so oh that's cool but bef before you went into Utah State you like you were like traveling all over the state like shooting I don't know landscapes and I've seen you yeah. talk about a bunch of other things that are not like you shooting humans like you've been all <laughs> over the place uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely love to photograph humans. I um, like I, I love shooting landscapes, but if I'm shooting landscapes for a week, I start looking for people to put in them, and uh, and I, I do I travel and teach at conferences and, and workshops, and then I I travel for various clients as well, and um, and then I've I've made my business in in uh, Oregon and Idaho for yeah like uh, well and, and Utah. Um, that's kind of backwards order starting in Utah, moving to Oregon and then moving to Idaho. I've, I've made my business doing uh, commercial work for local businesses as well as some national brands. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Like I've, I've seen you all over the place. It's, it's like, like, <laughs> like at some point I was like, okay, is Levi doing all these like cool shots in Idaho or like <laughs> where, like you go on hikes and like, right. all of that stuff. And like, I've seen your shots and then I see you on a trade show where you talk for one of the vendors and it's a totally different thing. And it's like, <laughs> like, I'm like, holy maloli that, that guy's like all over, like he's doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I like, I like using my camera and I like to, you know, create beautiful stuff wherever I am and wh whatever I'm doing. So I'm, I'm definitely a generalist. And, um, you're not supposed to be a generalist, you know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to pick a thing and, and become a expert in that one thing. Well, you're and supposed to be I'm... the person that you are. <laughs> That's right. That's the more important thing, isn't it? Yes. And so, uh, now, now working at the university, my generalism has paid off because I photograph everything. Like I'll photograph food. I'll photograph, uh, dancers. I'll photograph, like events and I'll photograph headshots and I'll do landscapes and I'll do, uh, I'm in charge of the magazine for, for the school. It's like all kinds of stuff. So it's cool. fun. Cool. Yeah. So how would you describe yourself when somebody asks you like, okay, what kind of photographer are you? Like, what would be the thing that you would say to them? I'd say I'm a helpful photographer. <laughs> I just, I just want to help with whatever, with whatever it is that um, that people need need help with, that's that's what I do. Except for weddings. Okay. 
So you're it's not a not wedding guy. I, I have been a wedding guy before and I, I love the the beautiful pictures we can make at weddings, but it's just not my business. You know, like it's a whole other business so different from everything else I do as a business person. And so it's best for me to not do that business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never shot a wedding in my life. No. Oh yeah. Isn't it weird when, when you tell, I don't know how it is in the Netherlands, but in America, you tell someone you're a photographer and the first thing they say, Oh, so you shoot weddings and stuff. I'm like, do I, am I, am I a new fit like, and this is what people do. They buy a camera they They want to do photography as a business. So they start shooting once in a lifetime events. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> like I don't need the pressure in my life. Like, right. All of this, like, okay. Like one person puts a ring on the other person and it's like, Oh, I missed it. Like, okay. Can you take it back right. off? And can, can like, we just do that? Again? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm not looking for any of that. So it's like, yeah, like I really like appreciate all the wedding photographers and like the way that they make it work. It's just not for me. Yeah. No, I, I, I think we should have like a little ring, a portrait session and a little portrait session here and then go play at the party. Just go have fun. Like make some pictures and that's separate from the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the stress about having pictures during the wedding. What a, what a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> sucks. <laughs> oh it ruins it for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so anyway, I do everything else and, and, um, but I'm especially a portraitist. If, if I had to shoot one thing for the rest of my life, it would be people. And if I had to narrow that down even more, it would probably be families. And if I had to narrow that down even more, it would be family people under the age of 18. <laughs> okay. I, I love shooting kids as much as, as anybody else. And, um, like as much as, as photographing anybody else. And there's, there's more opportunity for, for both um, highly composed pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids love to play. And if you show them how the thing works and how the camera works and how what we're doing is going to look, they will get into it and they'll do their hair and they'll wear the costume and they'll stand as still as a, as a tree while you position light perfectly to make a single photograph. Or you can take them to the playground and photograph them coming down a slide and running through the woods and have all kinds of fun. And so, um, yeah, if you, if you made me pick one very specific thing to photograph for the rest of my life, it would be kids. Okay. So like we're jumping guns here, but like, how do you brand yourself when you want to shoot like families and kids and like, how do you get these people in the room? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, as a, as a starting photographer, like I started photography when I was 30 years old. And so, um, so that, that, that's a little different from a lot of folks, but, uh, I, I talked to my neighbors, I talked to people at church. Um, I talked to people I knew and talked to my, you know, my brother and his family and, um, talked to people at work and just said, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to do pictures. Can I, would you, would you trade me? Would you come be in pictures for me and I'll give you pictures. I don't know how good they'll be, but I'll, I'll give you pictures in exchange for your time. Can we, can we do this? Here's, here's something I've already done. Here, here's the flowers I photographed in the backyard. Can I photograph your family? <laughs> and, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, you know, show, show somebody something that you've done. And then say, I'd like to try something a little different with you. And I have had great success doing it. Um, and uh, I think the key thing is to be honest and genuine and not not try to posture, not try to um, act as if you're, you're a better photographer or a better business or, or whatever than you are and not try to posture and and show your like blow yourself up and, and pump up yourself as, as something more than you have skill for. Um, I, and, and then just be, be clear about your desires and intentions with people and what you'd like to get out of them. I mean, I walk up to strangers on the street all the time and ask them to make a picture with me. And I teach, I teach this as a workshop in some places. And, uh, 
and I've, I've had a lot of fun photographing strangers and just being, trying to be honest with them and, um, and trying to be, be genuine about what's going on. And I've had very great success doing that. Yeah. And you're in a, like, you're a very approachable guy. Like we've met like, I don't know, a dozen, like, I don't know. Yeah. Since forever, like years and years. And you're the kind of guy that just like walks up to a person and goes like, Hey, can I take your shot? And like, <laughs> you know, like I, I've seen, yeah. it, I've seen it happen, but like, there's a lot of photographers out there that may or may not want to like do street photography or street portraits or just like shoot randoms in the street or, and like, I am, I'm a portrait photographer. Like I'm the headshot portrait guy, you know that, but like, when I started like a decade ago, I was like, I don't know how to shoot a person. And right. I, I'm like, I'm not going to walk up to an individual, like just asking them, like grabbing them off the street. Like that felt like I was like very insecure about that. Yes. So how do you get from like me being that insecure person to you being that like nice, uh, out there, like very friendly, approachable guy, like, what is like, how did that work? Like, were you at some point, the guy that was like, uh, I don't know, to the guy like, uh, I just walk up to anybody and take their shots. Or, like, what was your process? That's a, that's a good question. And, and to be clear, first of all, you don't have to be me to do it. Like you don't have to do it the way that I do it. I, I am outgoing and I, I have a huge smile and I've got a big goofy hat on my head and I've got a bow tie on. And, and you got so, a hat. <laughs> And I've got, yeah, this huge hat. And, and, uh, and so, um, people aren't surprised. I'm, I'm usually wearing a name tag as well. I have my, I have a name tag that, that has my name right on my shirt and it says photographer and people in name tags and bow ties and hats, we can get away with anything. <laughs> so, so that's, that's one thing, but you don't have to be me to do it. Um, what you have to be is not creepy and not sneaky, like being sneaky, like trying to do it on the sly. Like if, if you are doing street photography and you photograph somebody across the street, I don't know what the rules are in the Netherlands, but in America, this is free. You can, you can do this. It's allowed. Yeah. You, anybody walking down the street anywhere in the country can be photographed by somebody else. Yeah. And, and so if I photograph you and you see me do it, and, and when I see that you see me, if, if I turn away and hide my camera, then I've done something wrong, right? Like now I'm trying to be sneaky about it and it looks like I'm doing something wrong and it looks like I'm doing something shady. Yeah. You're covering um, your behind with the, exactly. or you're covering your camera behind your behind pretty much. Exactly. And, yeah. and now you think that I just took something from you that I, that I, that I, that I'm taking advantage of you somehow. This is a bad idea. When when you make a picture of somebody and they see you, you smile and wave. And if they don't give you the finger, <laughs> you you walk over and you say, "Hi, I just made this picture of you because you're you're sitting in front of this window perfectly framed and it just reminded me of like my basic rules of composition and I I thought having you in this third part of the of the frame was really cool. Here, check it out. Look at my camera." Or you, you were standing in this beam of light and so you're all lit and everything else is shadows and it just struck me. Isn't that cool? Can I share it with you? Can I, can I do it again? <laughs> Will you just stay right there while I go back over there and practice a little more? Would that be all right with you? And um, most of the time people say yes. And th this doesn't have anything like, it's, it's just because you're being honest and genuine. That's that's the key to photographing people in any situation to me. So do you um, do you take their information and send them their shot? No, I did that once. I when I the first year I was I was making pictures. I I did. Um, I was at this act. This it was a Civil War reenactment in America. This you know in the 1800s we had this huge war. Yeah, and guys get together now. And they have old guns and they have costumes and they, and they reenact stuff. And yeah. so I was at one I've of seen these. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Yeah. And, um, and so I was there and I was, I was photographing all these guys in their costumes and they were shooting cannons and they were, 
there were like other families visiting and they let me photograph them and the kids are shooting the cannon and holding guns and all these stuff. And uh, I wrote everybody's name down in a little spiral notebook, you know, with the, with the wire that holds the pages together. Yeah. yeah. And, and this was in, in Georgia and I lived in Utah. And so I, um, you know, I was, I was flying home and I emptied my pockets and I put all the stuff in the bin at the airport and I went through security and then I took everything out of the bin except for that little notebook with everybody's name in it. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I, I didn't get to send anybody any of those pictures. And wow. so everybody there is going, man, photographers are always taking advantage of me. And I'm going, man, I wish I could have shared those pictures with people. So, so I don't take people's information anymore. Okay. Um, that evolved to me giving them my card or, or giving them my number, whatever, and they can contact me. And fewer than 20% of people end up contacting me. So yeah. that's all right. Like yeah. it's in their court. That's fine. If, if they contact me, I'm very happy to share. Yeah. Even better now with, with mirrorless cameras, I use Lumix cameras. I can transfer the photo from the camera to my phone using Wi-Fi. And then I can text it to them right then. And so I do that all the time. And um, it takes like, there's no, there's no work later. Like as, as a photographer, if I can reduce the, the number of steps I have to do, especially to deliver a picture that's not, you know, profitable when I'm out on the street playing, that's playtime. And when I get back to the office, it's work time. And if I have to mix the two, then, then that's a mess. So uh, if I can just give them a picture right now, that's awesome. Everybody has fun. Yeah. And if everybody has a good time, then it was like, I think that's a good trade. You know, they, they let me, make a picture with them and they got a picture out of it. I think that's, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, Are you and, a Lumix guy? Equitable. I am. Yeah. I used to be an Lumix ambassador. Oh. And uh, so, yeah, I, I like their cameras quite a lot. Cool. Um, but yeah. So I don't know. Am I answering the question? Oh, so some more, <laughs> some more answers to the question. Oh yeah. Well you, you did all right. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll back we'll back paddle a little bit because we went that's, off. That's okay. We went off to a tangent. So <laughs> like, I can handle that. Yeah, I can handle it too, and I'm pretty sure the listeners can handle it too because there was a okay. lot of value in there. So, like, like one of the questions I ask everybody is like, "What would you would like to achieve with your work? Like, when are you? When do you feel you're you're successful? Like, when are you patting yourself on the back?" <laughs> that's a great question. When I was when I started photography, you, you know Scott Kelby. I do uh, know him. Yeah, everybody um, does. Everybody does. He's yeah. the most the most popular author in the world. Yeah, and we've all read his photography books. We've we've seen his courses. I used to read his blog every day. I read scottkelby.com every day, yeah. and um, well, you were that one guy. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. A, so, I'm kidding. But, but every Wednesday he would have a guest blogger on there mm -hmm. and, and it was some photographer writing about something that they'd done or something that they'd experienced. And I thought to myself, man, if I was ever invited to be the guest blogger on Scott Kelby's blog, I would know I had made it. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, a few years ago I was the guest blogger on Scott Kelby's blog and congratulations. Feel, thank you. It was a lot of fun, but I didn't feel like I'd made it. I realized that there is no making it there. There's no, there is no end. There's only, you know, more to learn and more to do and more to experience and more to share. And so for me, I think to have been a success in my career, um, it's going, it's going to be of left having left a legacy of, of people happy with a memory. And, um, and, and I think I've, I think I've done that continuously, but not always <laughs> like I've, I've done that frequently, but sometimes I've left, I've had like a, I've left somebody with a bad taste in their mouth. I've, I've done, I've made a mistake in the experience that, that may have ruined it for folks. And so I'm, I'm just constantly trying to mitigate those things that make picture making a bad experience. You know, you're a headshot photographer. Most people would rather go to the dentist Oh, oh, thank you for that. <laughs> like I, I say this like every other session, like you, yeah. you are about to flip a coin, like getting a root canal or getting 
me taking your shot and I exactly. barely won. Like I had a 50-50 flip coin. And <laughs> <laughs> like I say this and like people start cracking up, but like yeah. It's it's true. It really is. Yeah. And so I I think the thing that that I want to be successful at doing is is flipping that. Yeah, changing that for folks so that when we've had some time together and we've made a picture, then they have had a, a good time. And even more, when they see the picture, they reflect on, on themselves well. You know, like everybody, everybody starts photography, photographing birds and landscapes and flowers and stuff. But those things aren't important. <laughs> there's, there's not, you know, there's, there's not a landscape I can photograph that somebody else can't do it better. Or that hasn't been, or, you know, if I, I'm in Utah, I go to Moab all the time, which is famous for big red rocks. And it's a, it's a, the national parks there are just striking and, and everybody goes there. And so if I go there and make a picture of a rock on Instagram right now, there's 400,000 better pictures of that rock already. Yeah. <laughs> but when I make a picture of a person, no matter how bad it is, it instantly has value to somebody else. Okay. You know, whether that the, the person in the picture doesn't like it, but in 50 years, their grandkids are going to be like, oh, that's what grandma looked like at this age. You know, that that's what my great, 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 like, I would love to see my great, great, great grandfather. His name was Levi <laughs> and I'm named after him and he was Dutch. <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> he I'd was Dutch for really? Yeah. Yeah. For real. <laughs> I'm I'm like uh I'm like half Dutch and half Scottish. <laughs> you are? So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Louise, I didn't even know that. <laughs> that's like uh that's like some news on this podcast. I didn't even Yeah, we're cousins, man. <laughs> yeah, well, at least we're uh, half like half sharing the country. Uh, but yeah, just about. Yeah. Um wow. So so I would love to see what he looked like even if it was a bad photograph. And it would, it would be, it would be valuable to me. So people pictures are instantly valuable and the long, the older they are, the more valuable they become <laughs> and the better they get too. like, uh, you know, whenever somebody doesn't like their photo, at least I know that in five years they'll like it because <laughs> they're, they're older and skinnier than they will or younger and skinnier than they will be. So, yeah, they will. Um, it, so I, I think, I think just having, having helped people, enjoy some photos is going to be the thing that makes me feel successful. You know, I, I like, I like on Facebook, I don't use Facebook very much anymore, mm -hmm. but, but I love when people, um, wish me happy birthday. Yeah. And the, and their profile picture is one that I did. Yeah. <laughs> and you did a lot of these, like, uh, Steve jobs, like hold yeah. fingers to the chin kind of right thing. Shizzle me do. Uh, I, I, I've, se I've seen a bunch of those on your website. <laughs> so, I've like, done about 2000 of those. Like what's the story behind that? Oh man, that's, that's a really fun one. And it's, it's the kind of thing that people who want to photograph people should do. Um, how much time do we have Maurice? <laughs> we're, we're, we're good on time. Like I don't, I don't, don't want to go, I don't want to go too long. Okay. No, nah, we're, um, we're like as long as it's forever. educational, we're good. Okay. So let's go. Like, I work at a university. Everything's education. Yeah. Like, let's, <laughs> let's go for it. Like balls deep. The personal branding for photographers podcast is sponsored by stops and shutters, their clothing and accessory brand for photographers who want to open up all stops while hitting their shutters. Go to stopsandshutters.com for more info. And now back to our guests. Well, so um, back to Scott Kelby's blog. Every Wednesday, he had a guest blogger. And I started a photo club in the town where I lived, which is the town where I live again now in Logan, Utah. And uh, every Wednesday, we get together and have a brown bag lunch. So you, you, you take a lunch break from work and you everybody would come over to my studio. And I'd have like 20 people there. And we would discuss Scott Kelby's blog. Um, but on October 10th or 11th, 
in 2011, uh, we didn't talk about Scott Kelby's blog for very long, which is too bad because it was, it was a really impactful blog. But uh, Steve Jobs had died that day. And so after lunch, or we talked about that, and we, we talked about the photo by Albert Watson that was the, the, uh, the, the, the photo of Steve Jobs. It was the cover of the book. It was on billboards in California. It was the landing page for apple.com for 30 days. It was, it's the picture of Steve Jobs as, a, as, a, yeah. as an adult. He died um, October 5th. October 5th. There it is. Okay. Yeah, October yeah. 5th, uh, 2011. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, and so my, uh, my friends and I went, went upstairs after, after lunch and, and tried to recreate that photo of each other. And we figured out a pretty good lighting setup. And, and then I put a note on Facebook and said, hey, come on over and, and make a Steve Jobs portrait. And... I mean, I live in a little town where there there are more cows in this area than there are people. <laughs> Holy but, but but a hundred people came over and made this picture. Some of them didn't know who Steve Jobs was, but they 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 came to make a picture anyway. And so I made that picture with about a hundred people, and then I've just kept doing it. And now I've done it, like I say, with over two thousand people. And uh, and I, in fact, I'm going to do it this afternoon. But it's. It's just a, a really fun way to break the ice with someone and and have fun making a picture. Um, and I've got it down to a science. It takes me 30 seconds to create this this portrait with people. And people always do a serious one, kind of looking like Steve Jobs with a uh, with, with a closed lip and, and kind of an intense look in their eye. Yeah. Um, which which the more I look at that Steve Jobs picture, isn't what it is. He's very impish. He's very mischievous looking. And, uh, yeah, he's up but, to no good then, pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but as soon as they do that one for about 10 seconds, they break, they bust up laughing every time. And, and then I end up with, with five good frames of a, a genuine smile and a good laugh on them. And it's just a, it's really, really fun. And it makes it easy for people to be in a picture because they're not being themselves. They're not being like, if I'm standing there trying to look like Levi, I have to think about what I'm supposed to look like, what I'm supposed to do and, and how I'm supposed to stand and what do I do with my hands and, and all these things. But when they're, when they're being Steve jobs, they're acting. And so anything goes, you know, like it, they, everybody can act like somebody else for a second. And, uh, and they, they know that they aren't making a mistake and they don't have to worry about how they look because they're worried about how Steve looks. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just, it's very easy to make a fun picture with people this way. And do you, um, do you feel like you created a style by shooting it? Because I've seen the shots, like they're black and white and like, yeah. do you feel like because you have a style that it's easier for people to come in and they know what to expect in a broader yeah, spectrum kind of, and, well, yes, I, I think so. And, and I also, I usually do it at an event. Um, and so it's a very quick picture and then somebody else steps in. Um, and, and that's a lot of fun. And that's something that I highly recommend to anybody who's trying to photograph people is find an opportunity to make a lot of pictures in a very short time and do it as often as you can. Um, you'll, you'll find that, your skills for directing people and interacting with folks just grow so quickly. And, uh, and so I've done it with this Steve jobs portrait project and it's not mine. Like if any of your listeners want to try this thing, do it. There's a, there's my blog on Scott Kelby about how to do it as well as additional instructions on photofocus.com about exactly how I do it. And if you want to do it yourself and tag them, the Steve jobs portrait project, that is just fine. It's not my picture. You know, it's not my style. This was Albert Watson made the, the picture of Steve Jobs and Steve Jobs had done the exact same thing earlier in his career at some point because the, the next auto or the next biography that came out about him had him in the same pose as a much younger man. And so um, it's certainly not my style and I don't feel any kind of ownership over it, um, but it's it's extremely helpful. Yeah, but it's recognizable for like when people it's, come in, yeah. like it, it's like. You made it, you kind of like, uh, what is it, like adopted the style? Yeah, and absolutely. Like went with it. 
And, do, and it's, do do you translate that kind of style to when you shoot kids, families, and like all of that stuff, or is that a different animal altogether? No, I I do. Um, I've learned so much doing that picture, and and the value of having a clear idea in my mind when I when I make a picture with somebody. Um, so yes, I I look for I look for that mischievous up to no good look in people, and I've like you, I've developed ways to help people get there very quickly, you know, with, with my Hurleyisms and things. And, um, I usually go for sneaky. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The the sneaky is, is so good. It is so, so good. I'm going to do that all next week when I'm shooting headshots for a company in California. So, um, definitely going for the sneaky and, and, and the sneaky on kids is really fun to do. And, And it's fun to do with business owners and, um, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be on a white backdrop. I can do it next to a tree at the park. Yeah. I'm looking for the light and I'm looking for, for a clear background, something that's not distracting. And then I'm playing with a person and we're playing and we're having some fun and, uh, and it's really good. But if like the, the, when I first bought a camera, the first thing I did, I don't know how I got the idea, but we have, we have a farmer's market and, you go to you go to the park on Saturday and everybody's there selling the the vegetables that they grow in their garden or little farms come and they and they sell stuff and so I got a booth at the farmers market it cost me twenty dollars for a Saturday and I set up I set up a little awning so I had shade and I put a, a black backdrop in there and I put a a, uh, a white reflector on the ground and I invited people in to to be in a picture and I photographed like 20 people that day at the farmer's market and it was my first experience and and i sent them pictures on facebook in fact i think they're still on facebook and uh and i got to practice a lot and those people got a picture at the market that didn't cost them anything and i ended up getting um one of my oldest longtime clients hired me from that and um and then again a couple of years later i did a huge one where they have a home and garden show and so at the at the basketball stadium, all kinds of businesses come and they have a little booth and, and all the community walks around and checks things out and learns what they want to, you know, buy for the springtime to put in their house and, and there's other bit like insurance salesmen and all kinds of things. And so I had a booth there and I, I put one light with a black backdrop and I had a TV set up and my, um, my camera was tethered to the, to the laptop and the laptop was displaying on the TV and I had an action in Lightroom so that every picture I made turned black and white with a, with a little sepia and a little extra contrast. And it popped up on the TV really large. And I photographed 1500 people that weekend. Oh wow! And it was, it was so cool Yeah. because I learned how to interact with so many different people and how to direct them really quickly and say, stand there, look here, get my camera the right height. Um, look at my toes now glance up here now, uh, look sneaky, look, you know, whatever. And, uh, I got so much experience doing that. And experience is the, the thing that we need most as portraitists to make good pictures of people. We just need to photograph more people. And if you're only doing that for clients, you're making a big mistake because you can't practice on clients. You need to be perfectly efficient and proficient and ready to make a great photograph when somebody's paying you. And so these, these opportunities to do it without, um, without money ruining the experience is, is so valuable. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, like, it's, I don't know. It's like, you need that experience. So when we like paddle back, like to little Levi, like way back in the day, (laughs) Like, yeah. like without you wearing hats or maybe you were wearing hats. I don't know. Like way back when, like ever since I was 14, I've been wearing the hat. <laughs> yeah. Well, were you always like wanting to be a photographer or did you had photography in your upbringing or like, did you stumble into it? Like what's the story there? I stumbled into the photographer, kind, kind of stumbled into it. I, I did it in, um, in high school. I, in summertime, when I was 15, I went with the Boy Scouts and we climbed a mountain 
and, and backpacked for a week. And I was interested in photography because I was interested in mountaineering. And I thought that the, the magazine covers were so cool. Um, like rock and ice and all these, all these cool mountain magazines. And, um, somehow I knew that my dad had a camera. I don't know how I knew it. I'd never seen him use it. He'd had a camera in his closet for 20 years and never pulled it out. And so I borrowed that camera to go on this backpacking trip and made, made some pictures on black and white film and, um, and then signed up for classes at school in high school. Uh, and, and I, I just fell in love with, with making the, like the photographs, you know, watching them emerge out of the developer and stuff was just so enticing and feeling like I was making art. Um, I, I loved art. I was, I was always, I was a, a sketcher. I was always drawing. I never learned to paint, but I always wish I had. And, uh, and I always loved sculpture, but never, just never got the opportunity, I guess, to, to take the other art classes because I dove into photography and spent all my time in high school in the dark room. Um, I should have spent more time using the camera, but <laughs> I spent a lot of time in the dark room and, uh, I just loved it. And then my brother came home from college and he goes, my, his, his roommate was a photography major and he goes, no jobs in photography, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I didn't, I don't know. I listened to him and I didn't take any pictures for 12 years after high school. And then, uh, the same brother goes, in, in 2009, he says, hey, you know, dad's making some money photographing people. Surely you could. <laughs> and so I bought a camera and then I quit my job a year later and, and I've been cranking along ever since. But, um, but little Levi, although I wasn't doing photography, I was doing people. I was, I was very much into people. I was um, – and business. I was, I was pulling a wagon around the neighborhood with lemonade in the back with a, a water cooler full of lemonade and cups. And I would go to construction sites where they were building new houses and I would sell lemonade to the workers. <laughs> and so you've would, been a hustler. Uh, I've nice. been a hustler always. Yeah. And, and for me, that's, that's, that's very much help that, that has helped so much with, with approaching people and, and just being comfortable talking to people. And that's why, that's why all of our all of our photographer friends out there just need to have more experience working with people, talking to them. you like, don't even take your camera, just walk down the street and talk to somebody, strike up a conversation, like go to, go to the mall and walk through the halls and talk to the people at the booths, whatever it is. You just need more experience interacting with people without, without asking them for something and without, um, without, trying to get something out of them, you know, without trying to get them to pay you just yeah. be a person and yeah. be genuine and honest. And, uh, and it, it goes such a long way. Like I would, I would go door to door as a kid and I would sell popcorn to raise money for boy scouts, or we'd sell candy bars to raise money for the school play, all these things. And, um, I'd go to door to door and ask people for, canned food for at Christmas time for the, you know, for the soup kitchens and stuff as a canned food drive. And, um, so I've had, I've had lots of, ex and I, I was a, I was a missionary, uh, for the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so I went to Taiwan and for two years I talked to people on the street and like these experiences have just given me so much opportunity to interact with people. And, um, I, I think it, like all of that has, has definitely made set the, set the foundation for me to walk up to strangers and ask them to be a Steve jobs <laughs> and things like that. But, but when you're not a like outgoing person yeah, and you're not going door to door and you right. do want to be a portrait wedding, uh, street, whatever kind of photographer that involves human beings. Like, do you have a, I don't know, tip for people that they can just like, like, I don't know how to talk to people. Uh, I'm yeah. just like very wary. I'm, I don't know what to, what to do. Uh, like I, I, how to approach that. I think you've got to find some opportunities. Um, 
maybe making goals is a good way for you to do it. You know, I, I used to set like, that's, that's what I do when I do street photography. I was, I was walking my first trip to New York. You've been to New York way out, way more than I have. Uh, but, yeah, I've uh, been. <laughs> my, my first trip to New York, I had owned a camera less than a year and I, I was working as an engineer and I had a job there and my job ended on Friday and then my flight wasn't until Saturday afternoon. So I returned my rental car to the airport at like 4 a.m. and then took the train into the city. And um, and I was I was going to go in there and make, you know, shoot the shoot the streets, be in New York, making pictures, the, you know, every photographer's dream. And, and on that train ride on the way in, I was sitting there on the subway and suddenly the, the doors open at a stop. Everybody gets on. And then just before the doors close, this dude comes flying into the train like and crashes into the bench next to me. And then this enormous man follows him on and goes, you sorry, right? You sorry. Oh, you sorry. And just is yelling at this guy and, and railing at him. And, uh, and it, it just kind of, you know, my, I was, I was all wide open and ready to go. And suddenly I closed up and I was like, holy crap, I'm in New York. <laughs> I'm going to die. I'm going to get killed. Um, how do I, how do I just, you know, not, not get somebody to throw me onto a train. And um, so I walked around town and I photographed, you know, the buildings and the pigeons and stuff. And, um, and then I was like, man, I'm in a funk. I got to get, I got to get out of this. And so I, I made a goal while I was eating a bagel bagel and um, uh, said, I've, I've got to, I've got to photograph 11 people before I get on the plane. And I walked out the door of the bagel shop and I said, uh, I, I saw a guy with two little dogs wearing sweaters. And I said, hi, your dogs look cute. Can I photograph your dogs? And then I said, can I, can I photograph you with your dogs? And, and that just got me out of, out of the funk. And I, I talked to like 25 people before I got on the plane and had a great experience doing it. And so, so setting goals might be a good way for you to do it. Some people might have a better time in like a really big thing. Like, like, uh, like if there's a hundred people around and you, you find one person to talk to, that might be easier than if there's only five people and you, you have to go talk to five, all like everybody all at once. Um, a good way to do it is like, go to the chamber of commerce meeting in your town. Um, the town I, I used to live in where I did this every week, we had, a, we had a meeting every week at somebody's business and there'd be, I don't know, 50 people in, in the room at the, at whatever business it was. And my job is just to talk to people there and, and be helpful and talk to them and see what their business is like. And, and then maybe introduce them to somebody else in the same business or somebody I heard of who was, who was interested in that kind of business. And, just, just try to get out of my shell and talk to folks. Um, I'm, I'm pretty good at talking to strangers, but it's because I practice. And so I think you should find something like the chamber of commerce or the, the bridal fair or what something else you're interested in and just, just go and try and, and try to talk to people. You don't have to be effervescent and bubbly like I am. Like, you know, I've got a huge smile and I'm, loud and i'll introduce somebody else you don't have to be that way yeah we're similar like that (laughs) yeah yeah and it's it's hard i i think it's hard for for sometimes for people to imagine themselves being like us (laughs) (laughs) and that's okay you don't have to be like maurice and i you just have to find a way to talk to people being you and maybe it's maybe it's one-on-one maybe it's a couple of people and then and maybe it's um, once you've talked to somebody, maybe you could say, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of shy. Would you please introduce me to somebody here? And people love to help. Everybody loves to help. And, and everybody really is kind and, and are happy to help you. Like always go, uh, always go out of the positive of uh, a person that you ask something from. Like always expect a good answer. Like, don't, yeah, don't exactly. feel like, oh my gosh, this person's going to hate me or like, 
I'm going to get a no or like whatever. Like people uh, majority wise are always uh, open to help other people. Yeah. And a lot of people Absolutely. that are like shy or whatever, they go like, yeah, this, this person is not going to help me. But um, in like the odds are this person is going to help you. Yeah, uh, but you're not asking the right question, or you're not asking, or you're not asking the right question, and so just ask and see where life takes you. Yeah, and yeah. for me, it's gotten easier. Like it's gotten yeah. easier over time. Yeah, but it may not get easier for you. <laughs> but but you will get better at it. Yeah, like you will get better at doing it, and that should make it easier for you. Yeah, I'm sorry if it doesn't get easier, but it's still a great way to um, achieve your goals of, of making pictures of people. So <laughs> like, I, I, I always expect people to give me a yes. And right. when they give me a no, uh, it doesn't affect me. Right. I'm like, it's, are you sure? Yeah, like, are you sure? <laughs> like, no. Did you think so, this through? <laughs> they're like, yeah, it's a no. It's like, okay, I'll go to the next yeah. person. You know, like, yeah. It's not that. Does, like I'm not gonna like be sitting in a corner crying my eyes out all night yeah. because somebody said no. It's like at some point you just gotta like be confident and just like ask the question and see yeah. if somebody's like like 99 of out of 100 people would probably say yes, and then that one person says no. Like don't let that one no uh, ruin your day. Exactly. Exactly. The the odds are yeah. they will say yes. Yeah. They already know you're a weirdo. You spent how much on that camera? Holy cow, this person must be insane. I better help them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's nuts already. So. <laughs> yeah, he's nuts already. Yeah. What's it gonna take to get this guy to leave me alone? Just say yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's all funs and giggles. <laughs> but like when we back paddle to the like earlier into the conversation you were shooting kids and families and all of that like how do you um like build a brand around that like are you uh, actively going after families kids and are you like okay when i shoot the kid uh like now they're in the teens and in a decade they're in their like I don't know, senior portraits, is that like a strategy that you're going for? For me, it hasn't been. It should have been, <laughs> but but it wasn't. It was, it was um, a little less structured than that, but, um, but it, certainly, it certainly has been repeat business for me. So yeah, I photographed somebody when they were five years old, and now I'm photographing their senior pictures. That happens all the time to me. Yeah. And 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 really that's the brand the brand is somebody i like to work with people call me because they liked working with me last time and it is it, it's just like a dentist you go to the dentist that you've always gone to even if he gives you root canals every time <laughs> because oh, because it's too hard with to the root find canals <laughs> <laughs> but no. it's too hard to find another dentist my you know, god Nobody shops for the dentist. They go to the one that their friends go to. Yeah. You say, who's, who's your, like, if you, if you are new in town, you say, Hey, who do you go to? Do you like them? Yeah. Is that no, what, I is, guess it, I don't like them. I guess I'm looking for one too, but. <laughs> is that what your business is built on? Like you being a local guy and yeah. everybody coming to you? Yes, definitely. And, uh, and then. And how did you became the local guy? Um, by, by being the person that people knew. So I'd, I'd go to that chamber of commerce meeting and, um, and it took about six months of going every week and talking to people and, and being a helpful, friendly person. You know, I'd, I'd clean up the chairs afterward. I was the last one to leave and I would, I would be helpful in doing whatever things to help the meeting happen. And I'd be helpful in, you know, helping somebody carry the box of leftover coffee out to their car or whatever. And, and, um, but after about six months, people started introducing me and they'd say, Oh, you need photos. You need to talk to Levi. He's a great photographer. That person had never seen a single one of my pictures. And it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter how good your pictures are. People like everybody makes good pictures. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> everybody has good, good cameras pictures. these days. <laughs> that's right. Yeah that's, yeah. that's all it takes, right, Maurice? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so My all drop. that really matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All that really matters is that you are somebody that people like to work with. And that means that you have been reliable and courteous and honest and, um, and pleasant. You know, you don't, you don't have to be the funny guy. You just have to be somebody that they had a good experience with. Yeah. And that is absolutely what my business is built on. And so from that, you know, I photographed my neighbor's kid and I did that for free. Well, a year later, that neighbor told their friend about me and that person hired me. And then, then they told their friend and their husband's uh, insurance business needed headshots. And so now I'm doing their friend's family photography and their business's headshots. Okay. And, and now I'm doing somebody else's business's headshots. And now I'm also doing action pictures, lifestyle pictures for that business. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm doing – and this is, this is a real story. This is a real connection. Now I'm doing – headshots or, or some, some fun pictures with the theater company and the, the woman on the theater company's board is in charge of marketing at the hospital. So now I've done some headshots for surgeons at the hospital. Now a company from New Jersey, 3000 miles away calls the hospital and says, who do you use for medical photography? And she says, they use me even though she's never done any medical photography with me. She's only done headshots. And now I show up at a, at a barn on Friday morning that has a surgical suite in it. And we're doing photographs for a medical company who is, is uh, trying to create a new product to be uh, used by surgeons all over the world. And now I'm photographing uh, the event for that, for that marketing company at the medical trade show. And and now, 10 years later, I'm going to San Diego next week to do pictures again for the same company uh, that I started doing pictures for 11 years. I think it's been 11 years now. Um, and two of their former employees have hired me at other national events that I travel all over the country to for them. And so it's it's absolutely just referral and So you're saying and, relationship uh, building is the best. It's the best. It's the only yeah. thing. I've had magazine ads and I've had I've had uh, uh, radio ads and I've had Facebook ads and all these things. None of them have paid anything. No. At all. Actually. No, I'm, I'm, I'm I, with I got you. one call. Yeah, I got one call from a magazine ad, but everything else has just been friends and referrals that way. Cool. And so it's uh it's the, it's the most important thing. You are listening to the Personal Branding for Photographers podcast. If you enjoy the stories from all the successful photographers, make sure you also grab my Personal Branding for Photographers book. It contains my strategy and how I've built my personal brand. It also contains interviews with other successful photographers who haven't been on the podcast yet. And today I'm going nuts and offer you a $5 discount on the ebook. Since you are a subscriber to my podcast, use the code podcast during checkout at personalbrandingforphotographers.com forward slash book. Unfortunately, I can't offer the discount on the hard copy if you want it in the mail, but just get the ebook. So right now, let's go back to the podcast and continue the interview. Um, What is the most valuable piece of advice that you or information that you want to share with the audience? Like what have you been struggling with most? And like the struggle you had, how did you overcome it? And what kind of advice came out of that? Um, I think, I think for me, I have not been an organized person. And, um, and that has, has been a big struggle for me. And it's, it's created more and less opportunities for me. So when I'm organized, I get more opportunities. And when I am disorganized, I miss opportunities. And, uh, 
And so I, I would highly encourage people to organize themselves, make goals, make plans, use software, whatever it takes, hire people. I, you know, I, I use an accountant because that is just not my strong suit. And yes, there's a fee involved with that, but I'll just make another picture and pay the fee. <laughs> and it's, it's better than trying to do things that I'm not good at. And so I've, I've learned a lot about the things that I'm good at and the things that are worth uh, contracting to somebody else. And so um, I would encourage you to figure that out for yourself and then become an organized person and do, um, do better for yourself. Like it, it's, it, it values yourself more when you, when you do things well. <laughs> and so that's the thing that I'm struggling with always. And that I can see, I can see if I could just be more organized, uh, always more organized that I would be so much better at everything I do. And so I can always see there's more room for that is organization that, in, in my life. Is that also a piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? Like get your oh, definitely. organization definitely. in check? Yeah. As a, as a young man, I, I was organized and I did really well in school and college. And I did, uh, I did well in some early adventures and then I got a job for a company and I didn't have to be quite as organized and, and a lot of my habits slipped and, and I lost them and I'm trying hard to get them back. And yeah, definitely for my younger self, I would say be organized. I would also say, learn to write. <laughs> the, the best course I ever took in college was technical writing. Mm. And it, it taught me how to communicate and how to write emails and how to write proposals and how to write, um, technical stuff clearly so that I can get jobs. So, uh, in your opinion, like what's the, what's your key to be successful? Like when are you, when are you successful? Like you're doing all of this work and like end of the year, like, uh, December 31st, you did all this shit. When are you successful? What is the one thing that's gonna like fire you up? I think it's I think it's when I when I tried when I when I made plans and worked on those plans and and when I look back and I see that I could have done that I could have done that I could have done things that I could have accomplished things that is a thing I regret is is when I don't take opportunities and make time for opportunities. And, uh, whether it's with my kids or with my business or uh, as a, as an outdoorsman, I'm a hunter. And when I, when I miss any opportunities in these things because I slept in or because I didn't, I didn't make a plan and, and didn't take advantage of the upcoming opportunity. That's the thing. That's the thing that's disappointing. And and makes me feel like I should have uh, I should have done better. And, and what is the thing that makes you feel like oh shit, like this the thing I did is just like blows me out of the water. <laughs> like, um, oh my gosh, like I did yeah, this this what, year. What was something great. Yeah, like um, <laughs> like get something positive yeah. into that thing too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. definitely have positive. And I and I do have positive. And I look back and I say. Holy crap. I photographed, uh, I did 400 headshots on 12 days for the university. That was good. And I, and I did these pictures and I photographed this person. Like I, I look back at specific things that I did do and, and I see that I, I, I planned and I worked together with people. And this is why I say make pictures all the time. I don't take pictures because it's, it's such a cooperative endeavor. And so, I work together with producers and I work together with, with, um, with, with my subjects and we, we made something cool here. And, uh, and I look back at those things and, and it's not just the photograph that makes me feel successful. It's the connections I did doing it. Like there's a gal 
who's a Native American here, and she got permission from both her nation and, and some other Native American nations to grow peaches that were historically grown in their, in their countries here in America before, um, you know, for, for the last 600 years, at least they might be original peaches that are totally different from any other peaches in the world. And she got permission to grow these peaches and, and, uh, and, uh, cultivate them in orchards and keep their, their heritage growing. And now I've introduced her to some other people to help make something useful out of, out of these peaches, not just having, not only having the tree, but also maybe being able to use the fruit to create a scholarship for some other students to go to school. And, and like this kind of cooperative thing to me is, is a highly successful endeavor. And not only did I get to make pictures, but I got to make connections with people. And that's, that to me is just a thrill. Yeah. That sounds amazing. That's cool. Like, and like, uh, on the back end of that story, like, what are your goals for, I don't know, the upcoming years? Like, yeah. Where you want to uh, head? I want to be a, a very productive hunter this year. Um, hunting is very new for me and, and I love doing it and I love sharing that experience through both being with other people hunting and then also sharing food with other people, food that I, that I, that I made <laughs> from, from hunting. And, um, and so that, that's a, that's a big goal for me. I want to be, um, very productive in making artful pictures this year as well. Um, I have a lot of production that I have to do for the university. And my goal is that in every shoot, I'm going to make an artful picture too. It may not be a great picture, but it's going to advance my art and also share a good experience with whomever I'm photographing. And, uh, And then I'm also organizing my life at home, my house, you know, like physically organizing my stuff. We moved recently. And so there's boxes and there's things out of place and there's too many things. And so um, organizing that part of my life, I think, is going to affect the rest of my life. And then um, I'd like to go on 15 camping trips with my family. And I'd also like to be able to ski again. <laughs> wow. You, you, you get old and you lose muscles, man. And I, your I know. You start hurting. And <laughs> I know. I, I grew up being a professional soccer player and my muscles are like all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like an old man and I'm 38. So. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Sheesh. That's yeah. right about when I started really noticing like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm only 41, so I'm right yeah. right next to you yeah. there. So yeah, we're in the same uh, patch of dirt. I, I, bought, <laughs> H- I bought reading glasses the other day, Maurice, and it's oh. it's uh, oh, really? it's a whole other world. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, like wow. if if I'm on my tripod doing headshots and uh, and if I'm not looking in the camera. I need glasses to see the screen. <laughs> like, like I'm pulling the monitor up every every mm-hmm. now and then. Like, yeah, like, right. And I tell my clients, like, yeah, I'm not 25 anymore. Like, I need that thing to be closer. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm doing the I'm doing the opposite of the jawline, right? I'm pulling my head back, trying to see a little more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. So oh, I love that. So, um, goals, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, goals. <laughs> just being healthy i guess and uh get our vision in check because that's our like that's the trait that's the our bread tool. and butter yeah. yeah exactly yeah so exactly at the end of this thing like what is the best thing for people to find you follow you check you out with your hunting and all your work and <laughs> all of that like where do you want people to go Um, Instagram is pretty good and I've got, I've got two there. If my, I've got photo Levi and outdoors Levi and, uh, you can, you can choose which kind of pictures you want to see. So that's good. Okay. So that's, that's about the best way to find me. Okay. Little rapid bonus questions. (laughs) What's your favorite social platform? Uh, I, I am mostly on, 
on Instagram right now. Um, I haven't been using my Facebook and I like not using Facebook. <laughs> so you can find me there. And um, yeah, that's, that's really the best spot. So your favorite is Instagram? Yes. Okay. So how often do you post? Um, not very often. Maybe every two weeks. Okay. Do you share technical information or do you share stories behind the images? Uh, both. I'm, I'm happy to share technical information. And sometimes, uh, like, I've, I've always been an educator in photography. Um, as soon as I started, as soon as I bought a camera, I started teaching people around me what I knew and, and growing together with them. And so um, I'm always happy to teach how. And I'm also, I also love to tell why. So. Okay. Pop question. Top dollar or meaningful job? Meaningful job. Be happy or be rich? Happy. Okay. Like Levi, thank you so much for being part of this podcast. Well, thank you. And that's it for today. But before we part ways, let me invite you to my personal branding for photographers community on Facebook. The group has already around 700 photographers who want to learn everything about improving their personal brand. Make sure to add yourself by going to mauricejager.com forward slash Facebook or subscribe to my podcast on your preferred platform. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on Facebook or you'll hear from me in the next episode. Enjoy your day. Talk soon. Bye.